The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. And welcome back to the First Cup Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Kyle Porter. I'm Chip Patterson, and it's time. Cue the music. For the, For the 2019, 2019 Superlatives. <laughs> I think there's like three different accents in there, I think. Uh, we've we've got our tuxedos on. We've uh, we've walked down the red carpet. We're ready the to chippies. Ha- the, the chippies. The chippies. <laughs> Just, just as valid as uh, as as any other uh, awards that are named for uh, an analyst yeah, or the ESPYS, the ESPYS, the Dundies, and the Chippies. The Chippies. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's let's hand out some Chippies, Kyle. What do you think about it? Um, let's let's start with our, our first award of the evening. It's going to be best tournament. Now we've uh, we've left this open for interpretation in terms of what best means, and so I will ask not for your uh, thinking first, Kyle, but it, I first want to hear your winner and your explanation. I think I'm going uh, the Hero World Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> that was John Rahm as a winner with a, an actual tiger, like the one trophy that is a tiger, right? It's the best. It is the, the best. best. The year that like, I, I think this was like a couple, a couple years ago. Didn't, wasn't there a year when Tiger like got dressed up in red and black, even though he wasn't, even though he wasn't playing and at, like handed out a tiger to Ricky Fowler at the hero world challenge. He might've been playing. I, I, I might be making that up. Uh, best tournament. I mean, it, yeah. It's kind of disingenuous to say anything other than the Masters, right? It is, uh, especially considering what um, you know what it meant for golf in general. So, like, do you want to do you want to have a non-Masters division for the purpose of conversation? Well, no, because we're going to do favorite, and so I think that kind of serves the purpose there. But I, I mean, it's I, I, I think it's the Masters. You know, I, I think even if you look at the other majors, you're like. Okay, I mean, PGA was was pretty good for like 90 minutes on Sunday. Uh, U.S. Open was kind of interesting. Woodland winning was a really cool story. Don't know if it was great. And then the Open was kind of a blowout. I loved it, and we're going to get to that. But, you know, I, I just, I don't know. It, it, I think the fact that there weren't, I heard this the other day, and I couldn't believe it, but I think it's true. There were no playoffs this year. Wow, is that is that right? I think it is. Wow, and and I think that sort of it like like um, 
makes the point that I'm getting out, which is that like we had some good tournaments, but I don't know that there was anything that was like, wow, what a duel, you know, what that was um, unbelievable down the stretch. Uh, I think just the Masters was great, and that's the that's the best tournament. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I was really trying to make uh, you know waste management happen i was really trying to make uh the arnold palmer arnold palmer happen uh even even trying to make rory's slept on players championship win happen and uh and it's all gonna fall the and the thing it is not just tiger it is the fact that 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 was the that was the turning point for francesco who by the way won the arnold palmer a month before the masters like we were very much ready on saturday to commit ourselves to our Francesco based overlord, right? <laughs> like, like there was a, a a point in the weekend of the masters where it was like, well, Francesco Molinari is the best player in the world. We're just sort of living in his, uh, we're, we're living in the fantasy that he had where, what was it? He was going to go to an, uh, a coffee shop so he could use the free internet, uh, drink espressos and be an internet troll. Right. Yeah. 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 Which is like basically just our jobs, <laughs> right? But we were we were fully committed to this Francesco world, so it was a changing of the guard in a way. As Tiger sort of, you know, gets that from Francesco, uh, you know, Dustin Johnson is right there, Brooks Kepka's right there, Patrick Cantlay is in the mix for the lead, a precursor to what we're going to see from Cantlay later in the season and at the Memorial and continuing to be in contention in the playoffs. So like cosmically i guess like in terms of the big moving pieces of the golf world nothing beats the masters yeah i mean just the saturday night leaderboard was was filthy i mean you had you had francesco leading you had Finau and tiger brooks ian poulter and webb simpson uh, and then t7 was justin harding dj kuchar ustazen and xander i mean amazing that's sick Yes. Yeah, it was it was awesome. And so you're right. It, it was not just Tiger uh, hitting the ball in the middle of the green on 12, uh, almost acing 16, you know, the march up 17 and 18. It, it was it was the entire weekend of that tournament was uh, I mean, Tiger was kind of the like the low grade sort of thing running in the background at, at you know, throughout but there was a lot of other. I mean, Bro, I think Brooks led after day one. Um, so yeah, it was it was a great tournament. So Brooks and Bryson, sixty six on Thursday. So what's the most fun tournament? So yeah, let's let's take the Masters out of this question. Um, and I think so. There was a bunch for me. I, I went back. Tournament of Champions was awesome. Remember uh, Xander and Woodland? Like Xander shooting. What did he shoot? Sixty one on yeah. Sunday, I think. Yeah. Uh, Honda Classic was great with Keith Mitchell, Fowler, and Kepka were in that. Uh, Arnold Palmer was great with uh, Molinari 64 on Sunday, and the players was really good with Fleetwood. Um, John Rahm almost you know sacked his caddy in the middle of the eighth fairway, <laughs> uh, and then Rory winning at the end with just the middle finger driver on 18 was was great. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think I probably would say this every year. The most fun for me is almost always the open. And like, I get it. It wasn't compelling. Shane Lowry shooting. What did he shoot on Saturday? 64 or three or whatever. It's not like the greatest television ever, but just his story 
the way it happened, the Rory stuff, um, Kepka trying to, you know, finish top five at all four majors. There, there was, it's just, it was cool. I thought Port Rush was awesome. Um, and so I, I think the open is, it's almost always going to be my, my favorite, the most fun for me. But I think those other ones are, are kind of in the mix as well. I didn't hear you say Northern trust because it was <laughs> so much fun watching Patrick Reed get himself into president's cup kind of form. I mean, everything that Patrick Reed gave us in that weekend was so worth it. He had been off the radar. We had, we had lost track of Patrick Reed and the Northern trust at Liberty national brought it all back for us. Um, Of course, lady Liberty. So, so happy that he's back looking forward to seeing uh, how things go in December and looking forward to Tiger Woods naming him one of the captain's picks in early November. And Tiger might just name him the captain. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say like you, you're, you're very right about some of those other like, and, and I will also throw in Memphis because the giddiness, yeah. the giddiness for Brooks and Rory in the final group set the stage for everything that was about to come in the tour championship. And that was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was, but it was so, it was tough because it's like week after a major, it's it, just the week after a major so hard. Cause you're like, do I still care? Do I, do I even like golf? You know, after like inhaling it for seven straight days or whatever. Um, so yeah, there were some good ones. I don't know that there, I don't know that it was like a, like a super compelling season overall. Like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like last year was more compelling. Um, just from week to week you had again, like you, you, you like the big tournaments, it's like Mexico. Okay. DJ just hammers Rory on Sunday. It just, it, there, there wasn't like a lot of like 18th hole drama or 72nd hole drama at, at a lot of these events this year. We didn't have like Jason Day playing in a Monday playoff with no one no, on the thank, course. Thank, thank God. Jason Day fan club, Kyle Porter, yeah. vice president. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sure. Uh, uh, next award on our list. When I think of 2019, and this is more of a superlative, what do you, what do you finish the sentence? When I think of 2019. Uh, yeah, when I think of 2019, I think of Tiger's shot on 16 at Augusta. Right? I don't. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that I mean, look, that's what I think of. I think about standing there on the 15th fairway with Porath, watching basically Tiger lock up the Masters and it having a like um, like I, I don't know what an out of body experience is like, but I think I might have had one. Like I think that's what it might be. Um, like feeling like you're watching yourself watch the moment. It was so bizarre. And, uh, I've had a couple of those on 16 at Augusta, most of them involving Jordan Spieth, (laughs) but this one, this one was tiger. And that, that's the moment that I'll think of when I think of this year. Other than Rory making an eight on the first hole at Port Rush. (laughs) (laughs) When I think about 2019, I'm going to think about the ups and downs of Jordan Spieth. Mm, really? But no, I mean, I mean, how about, 
I, I will admit that I'm probably just adding this for the context of conversation, you know, especially after like <laughs> we gave Rory and Brooks a solid full episode on Sunday night. This is like the first cut with like featuring Rory McIlroy, even though he's never been on it. Like that's just what we talk about. Hey, Rory, I understand that you're pretty committed to your own podcast, but <laughs> you've you've got a friend over on the first cut. No, I mean I was like like truthfully as I think about the uh, as I think about the collage of the the 2019 season, I do think about what I would consider as missing pieces of the puzzle. The fact that Justin Thomas was hurt and was not as much in the picture as, you know, the excitement that I was feeling for Justin Thomas, uh, you know, at the end of, at the end of last season and coming into this season that, that Jordan Spieth, uh, you know, apparently lost and then having some, some false hope from, you know, times where he's just putting lights out. I mean, like you, like you mentioned on this podcast, Jordan Spieth, for lack of a, a more friendly term, wasted an all-time putting season in a year where he didn't have any finishes that he could hang his hat on. And so, like Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, players that I consider like greats that are going to be in the mix. When I think of 2019, I'll also throw this one on there. I'm going to think of Webb Simpson. I'm going to think that Webb was for about six weeks, one of the hottest golfers on the planet and that he put together a phenomenal year. Like there's, there was a lot of, uh, non Rory McIlroy, Brooks Kepka storylines, non Tiger Woods storylines that were kind of weaving in and out, you know, trajectories. We always talk, do the stock up, stock down on, you know, brought to you by TD Ameritrade. Uh, we always do those things, and I feel like that was um, some. There were there was some ups and downs in the collage of the 2019 season that that I'm going to remember that as the sort of underlying stories uh, behind our Brooks and Rory world. Yeah, I mean, there, it's it is weird to think back on the season. You had the Kucher controversy. You had all kinds of controversies. Sergio, you had JT. JT against the USGA, Sergio against the planet, Sergio yes. against everybody. Yes. Uh, Kucher against the country of Mexico. Uh, what else? You had JB Holmes against the PGA Tour. You had Bryson against the P. I mean, there's just the, the slow play. I mean, there's all there was all kinds of stuff that happened this year, and I, I don't know that any of them. I don't know that we'll necessarily remember any of them above the other. I mean, I, I think everybody will remember some part of Tiger. I mean, Tiger hugging his kids is, is also up there. That's actually kind of weird that I didn't go there first before the, the shot on 16. But I don't know. It, there, it's almost like there, there was more that happened outside of the golf, like not off the course, but just non like swinging the club and hitting the ball stuff uh, than there was that actually happened in tournaments. The thrills were not there from on shot link. They were all off book. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I do I do wonder if like we'll think back. And that's why Rory McElroy is not the player of the year, because he's just a shot link all star. <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't get me wound up again. <laughs> I, I I mean, it's like saying it's like saying, well, you know, 
Le- like LeBron's not a great scorer. Well, I, I mean, I, 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 I don't know what to tell you. Like all I have is the, is the data and it says that he is, uh, I do. I wonder if we'll think back on 19 and think about like the slow play stuff. I'm going to say no. Yeah. It, I don't think so, but there, but there's a world in which like all of this stuff changes dramatically over the next couple of years. And 19 is the year where we're like, Hey, that's when it, that's like when it flipped, like that's when it shifted. I, again, like to me, like 1% chance of that happening, but I don't know. It's in play. Interesting. All right. Um, coming up on the other side, we will take a look at rookie of the year, player of the year, underrated season, and then uh, make some predictions moving forward. Next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And now it's time for the perfect finish brought to you by Amstel Light. This week, we are not looking ahead, but taking a look back at an absolutely perfect finish from Rory McIlroy in the Tour Championship, capturing his second FedEx Cup. Things did look a little rocky for Rory coming down on the second nine, where on 14 and 15, he took bogeys. Now, that made it look like Xander Shoffley might be able to jump in and take the Tour Championship, but Rory McIlroy responded in the perfect way. It started with a giant par save on the 16th hole, and then an absolutely perfect finish on number 17, and then another birdie on number 18. Two straight birdies to finish out his round. Rory McIlroy said afterwards it was important to him that he finished with the best overall 72-hole score, not just the top of the leaderboard with the scoring adjustment. And sure enough, at 13-under, with his five-stroke bonus, he did have, even without the adjustment, the best 72-hole score in the field. So this week's perfect finish is still celebrating Rory McIlroy, who won the FedEx Cup, the Tour Championship, and did it all with a perfect finish at Eastlake Golf Club. And that has been the perfect finish brought to you by Amstel Light. Make sure that when you're done with each round, you get the perfect finish and the perfect balance. It comes in an Amstel Light. All right, Kyle, your rookie of the year. Does it rhyme with... I'm excited to hear what you're going to come up with here. Nungpei Lim. Uh, it does. Uh, this is hard. 
like, okay, so I picked Sun JM to win Rookie of the Year at the start of the year. Right. Everybody, everybody was just, just purchasing all of the Cam Champ stock, and I went the other way. And he 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 had seven top tens, which is good, but he played in thirty five events. And you're like, okay, well, it's not a, it's an okay percentage. It's not great. And then you get, so I think it's a, I think it's a three horse race, maybe four. It, it's, it's Sung JM, it's Colin Morikawa, it's Matthew Wolf, and it's Cameron Champ. It's weird that Cameron Champ's still a rookie, by the way. Uh, Morikawa had three top tens in nine events. They weren't, um, you know, they weren't top shelf events. He wins the Barracuda, finishes second at the 3M, which Matthew Wolf wins. I, I guess I just give the nod to somebody who was there all year and made it to the Tour Championship. I think that's a, I think that's probably harder. Like if you're just talking about what's the more difficult feat than winning a single event. But uh, I think it's an interesting conversation. I think Sung J M gets it because when I'm thinking about the full challenges of being a rookie, it is going out there week after week competing outside of your comfort zone. And that's exactly what Sung JM did. There's been a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of stock has been bought in Sung JM here in this season. And I'm fascinated to see where it goes. You know, am I I believing that Sung JM over the next five years is going to be more successful than a Colin Marikawa or a Matthew Wolf? No. 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 But if we're just talking about this season, I think that the body of work is uh, is such that you give it to Sung JM. Yeah, I think that's true. More Colin Wolf and Victor Hovland, who who recently uh, clinched his PGA Tour card. Those those guys are like like all three might be top fifty players in the world. Stupid. I mean, like legit, like uh, Brendan Quinn of the Athletic, uh, who I met this summer, kind of out on like. Uh, I think I met him at the PGA championship. He, he does good work and he interviewed Mark Brody and it was like, like some of the strokes gain numbers for Morikawa and, and Hovland, especially like Hovland did not put well at all at these events. And his, his strokes gain T degree numbers are like, like kind of Rory ish. And you're like, wait a second. Like, is he a, is he like a top 30 player? Like, is, he, is he actually going to be on the Ryder cup team next year? Like uh, that's, that's the kind of stuff you start saying when you when you start digging into his numbers. All right, so your player of the year is uh, it's Brooks. You know, as much as I would like to give it to, and and I think Rory has a better case than people would say. Um, I mean, just statistically, like scoring champ, strokes gain champ, one of the best strokes gain seasons ever. Three wins, wins the players, wins the tour championship. Uh, makes the most money. Uh, he was twice as good again as uh, Brooks's strokes gain number per round. But Brooks at the majors was a lot better, and he won a major. And I, I think it's I think it's Brooks. Yeah, I'm going with Brooks because uh, as I mentioned on CBS Sports HQ on Sunday, it he's just that guy. I mean, he he is his name strikes fear in the hearts of competitors. Brooks, Brooks is, so y'all put Rory on the Omar years ago, right? I don't, is that a, uh, the wire reference? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
Omar coming turned into Rory yeah. coming. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that Brooks plays that uh, thematic role on in golf right now. Yeah, except he's always leading. He's never coming. He's just always out there. Mm, good point. <laughs> he's either leading or he's like T56. Yeah, but when he starts to string it together, he starts to swagger. And when he starts to swagger, you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. What's the... Here what, it goes. What's the... What's the round... What's the... This is just... We're not... We were not planning on discussing this. So, I, if you don't have an answer, I, I'm not going to hold it against you. When I say round of the year, what's the first one you think of? Brooks Kepka's 63 in the first round at Bethpage. Yeah, that's it. That's the answer. Yeah. He goes and he throws it out there and he says, "Come catch me, let's go." Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. It was, I mean, it was and it was in the morning yeah. too. It was the first wave. It was the very first wave of the championship, and he won it. Yeah, he was up. Wasn't he up like five after day one? He was up. Uh, so the leaderboard PGA. Oh no, Danny Lee shot a sixty-four. Uh, Kepka sixty-three, Danny Lee sixty-four, and then Fleetwood sixty-seven. And then you you get into the 68s. So he was up, I would say he was up four on the next closest real competitor. Danny Lee gained like eight strokes with his putter that day. Was, do you, do you remember putting Danny Lee on a timer for when it was about to turn? Oh, yeah. He, he ejected before like I got to the media center on Friday. <laughs> we were like, uh-huh, yeah, no, all right, we'll talk. Talk to me in about nine holes. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Man, and like, you know, you were there, so I know that you were all over the place, but I, I specifically remember uh, one of our editors, Brandon, Brandon Wise, being in on that joke where it's like, we're, we're putting Danny Lee on an egg timer. We'll see what happens. <laughs> this guy's going to be cooked pretty soon. And, uh, and sure enough, <laughs> it did. All right. Uh, underrated season for 2019. Who had a season that you think might have gone overlooked underrated season 2019 adam scott Mm, great uh great great call great leaps for him this season especially considering where his game was my winner here i we like him we talk about him a lot kyle what do we always say he's got all the shots i think john rom's season might go underrated i love it that's a great one Dude worldwide was on fire and in our uh, Amerocentric conversations, we often overlook the European tour finishes, but in terms of just like the quality of his game, Rom's been so, so strong. Yeah, I, I love that. I think that's really good. Uh, my case for Scott, eight top tens in, no, nine top tens in 18 events. Uh, a couple of runners up. He finished third in strokes gained overall. Wow. And fourth from tee to green. Wow. I mean, he was, and, and it, and it feels like the only time you, you see him is when it's like, oh, he's putting with the pin in. <laughs> and you're like, I, I, I get it. Like, I, get I understand. It. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> but he had a great year. Like yeah. he was, he was awesome this year. I, I don't know. So he, at the, at the majors, he goes, um, he goes T18 at the Masters, T8 at the PGA, T7 at the US Open, and then he missed the cut at the Open Championship. But uh, he was really, he finished top nine in all three playoff events. He was really good this year. 
Um, all right, the biggest leap in 2019. Yeah, this was this was a fun one uh, because th- these are always fun to talk about. Feel good story. Max Homa starts the year 843rd in the world. He's currently number 98 in the world. Wins the Wells Fargo. Uh, people, I'm sure, are aware of his story, but just uh, just one of those guys. It's like mega talent in college. Um, PJ Tour is hard. Professional golf is hard, maybe mentally more so than physically. And he kind of just like went through the ringer for a while and uh, comes out the other side with a win at the Wells Fargo. So cool story. Uh, biggest, uh, I thought, he, I mean, just by the numbers, I mean, Morikawa and Wolf made bigger leaps, but in terms of top 100 guys that were already pros, he made the biggest. I was going to say Morikawa. Yeah. That's I mean, fair. just just because I had him based on what you know, I'm I'm dumb. I don't know the amateur circuit, but uh, for me, I had him unfairly penciled in as number three among that uh, that Hovland Wolf Marikawa trio, and I'm leaving 2019 not so certain about the order of those three. What is the order? Give me your order right now. At the end of the eighteen nineteen season, Hovland, Marikawa, Wolf. <sighs> right, that's the order, right? Is it? I mean, I, I you told you asked for mine, and you know more yeah. about the amateur golf. You've you've seen them more in college, but right now at this moment, I'm going Hovland, Marikawa, Wolf. I think that's the order. I think that's the and and it's funny because Wolf was the <laughs> sensation. Wolf was the one that well, was I, like the Instagram star. Yeah, and and it's also the opposite of the way they got their cards. It went Wolf, Morikawa, Hovland. That's right. And so I'm with you, though. I I, I, I go, I think Hovland's like elite. Like, I think he, I, th- I think I he think might be like, elite right now. I know. I know. He is. And uh, I did not. I mean, even though I, like I follow the Oklahoma State stuff, I follow the amateur stuff to, to an extent, but especially with him. And it was always like, yeah, like he's he's really good. Like he's like keeping up with Wolf and you know all this stuff. But they get in they get into the the PJ Tour and it's like, wait a second, like he's really good. Like he's, I I, I don't know. People keep saying like, oh, Wolf's ceiling's higher and like all this stuff. And it's like, is it? I, I don't know that it is. Yeah, the way he drove the like like <laughs> this sounds insane and it probably is but the way he drove the ball second half of the year it's like him and rory at the top in terms of strokes and driving oh my goodness I'm yeah, s- seriously i'm so excited to see where this goes yeah i am too um all right well now now let's uh let's let's wrap up the awards on a, a less exciting note biggest fall of 2019 uh i i have three names written down can I? I'll I'll throw out one. I bet it's one of them. Phil Mickelson. Oh no, I didn't. He won. But if we're gonna go from the AT and T pro am to how you're feeling about Phil Mickelson's golf right now on August, uh, in late August, what are you thinking? How are you feeling about his beach body though? <laughs> or, his, or his uh, latest coffee concoction that he's been working on? Did you see the picture of him in the in the ocean? No. Like it's, it, it might have been the lighting, but he looked a little. I mean, he looked kind of ripped for being fifty. So he's doing special. He's doing CBD gum. He's doing special coffee drinks. 
He's just all new age, and I respect it. I mean, ne- next thing I know, he's going to be taking uh, young golfers on uh, experimental idea retreats where they all drink Did special you- <laughs> tea and go hiking through uh, the California mountainside. How many uh, how many sessions does Bryson sign up for? Uh, all of, of them, all of them, and he and he goes into each afternoon session hoping that he gets invited to sit at his table for dinner. Yeah, for sure. Did you see the pictures of Kepka? By the way, uh, the body ESPN the body pictures. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think? I don't know. Sure, go for it. That make you happy? That's I cool. mean, is he? I. So my wife is like in on Kepka, right? And I was like, what's going on here? And she's like, I don't know. I mean, he's not like, he's not ripped. He's just like kind of big, but he's like not even big. I, 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 it didn't make sense. Uh, I feel like, I don't know. If you, if you grow up, uh, I, I, I didn't grow up close to the beach, but I grew up spending a lot of summers at the beach. I will say that just for whatever it's worth, my basic experience says that people that are beach people are just way more comfortable getting close to naked just in general, right? Like you're just like something about your, uh, your life, your environment, just sort of the general cultural standards that you're around, more skin is just kind of the name of the game. It's just kind of what people do. And I just, I am, you know, like the, the people that have always been the, the first to take their shirt off or the, you know, like the, the ones that have always been the most comfortable with their body in my experience, isn't necessarily the people with the best bodies. It has often been the people who have uh, the closest relation to uh, the beach or beach culture. Who uh, who on the PGA Tour would you least like to see in the ESPN the body mag the body issue? Uh, Tommy Fleetwood because it would be so sad. <laughs> <laughs> he would need a one eight hundred number uh, for donations right next to it. I was gonna go JV Holmes probably. <laughs> no 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 I wanted to go the other side. I don't if <laughs> if if you're thick and you're big whatever I've probably seen that but. Don't, uh, d- don't don't d- show me Tommy Fleetwood's rib cage. <laughs> Dylan Fratelli would be a tough seat. Awesome. <laughs> Agree. A hundred percent. I think we were on most dis- our biggest biggest fall. Uh, I, I don't know how we started talking about Dylan Fratelli without clothes on, but um, biggest biggest fall this year. I, I think it's probably Alex Nor. So the the three names I had written down: Alex oh, Jor- Nor, Jason Jordan Day, Spieth. and Jordan Spieth. Yeah, but Spieth, like, I don't know. Like, he finished third at the PGA. It should. It, I don't. I don't know. But Norin, at least in terms of uh, OWGR, was the one that fell the most. Okay, he, just, he had a bad year. What were you gonna say? Oh, oh, I said, oh, okay. Like, like there is some statistical. Uh, th- there are numbers assigned to that one. That's not like our anecdotal yeah. observation. The 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 player who was the highest who fell the most was Alex Norin. Yeah, but also like remember how we when we were doing this podcast in January, and I was like, bring you know, I'm buying all the Spieth stock. 
And now I've got a bunch of like $7.50 Spieth stock right. that I'm just going to have to sit on for a while. Right. Um, so I think, I think there is a sense of like him struggling at like last year, but it kind of being like, is this real? Like what, what's going on? And now this year you're like, Oh yeah, it is, it is real. And so yeah, he, he's definitely up there as well. Uh, any other awards you want to give out? Uh, what's, what's your most memorable shot? You know, I say that and it probably is tiger on six. I say all of that stuff earlier. Most memorable shot is tiger on 16. I think, uh, Woodland on 17 at Pebble is pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, I would also say tiger at 12 just because of the walk yeah. that happened after it as Finau and Molinari walk to the drop zone and tiger's just swinging his putter walking to the green after it's like, Hey, you know where this ball isn't going anywhere, but the middle of the green. Let's go. Yep. Yeah. That was him walking to the green and standing up there while those other guys pitched up was uh kind of a low key. Like, yeah, I've, I've got 14 of these <laughs> moments. A hundred percent. Um, it was pretty, it was pretty sick. It was pretty awesome. All right. Well, this has brought our awards and superlatives to a conclusion. Kyle, thank you very much. The chippies. The chippies have come to a conclusion. Thank you all. (laughs) Please tip your uh, waiters, waitresses, and uh, please drive home safely. You can follow Kyle on Twitter at CBS. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Kyle, thank you very much. Thanks, Chip.